Elevate the class a little bit on our show today, hour three on this Friday, March 10. Let's uh, welcome in now the five-time national champion head coach of the OU Women's Gymnastics Program as they are just about set for postseason play, just about set to embark on a chase for number six, K.J. Kindler. Good morning, Coach. Good morning, Toby. Great to have you on. As always, Arizona State coming up on Sunday night in the LNC. Um, all right, Coach, what a weekend last weekend. You get the big win over Florida. Then you go right up to Ann Arbor, and uh, that one didn't go your way there at the end. But uh, let's talk Florida first. W- what a night that was for you guys, huh? Yeah, I mean, first of all, it was an incredible crowd. I was yeah. I know the team was energized by that. That was really exciting. Um, and then, of course, just um, starting off on vault the way we did, just even our very first competitor, Danny, the way she started off vault was pretty awesome. So I think um, that was that was kind of the key to the whole thing is, is getting started off on vault like that. And it's definitely one of our stronger events and um, kind of just keeping – keeping it rolling the whole way. I do think we let it go a little bit toward the end. We could have been a little stronger on beam and floor, but um, came out with a win, which was great against an incredible team. Um, and, uh, I mean, they just they have one of the best rosters in the NCAA, so it was a good win for us. Michigan nipped you right at the wire. That was exciting on Monday. It was one of those where you're watching the scores back and forth, every one of them that posts. What was your takeaway from, from Michigan? Painful because painful because it was one tenth, you know. And whenever it's that close, you just there's so many places you could have, you know, nabbed that or gotten that tenth back. So um, it, I think it's great for our team to kind of ch- recheck themselves and, and kind of remember that every little detail matters. You know, any of the smallest things that we could have done could have changed the results of that meet. So it's a good lesson, I think, and um, probably really, really great for our motivation and inspiration going into the postseason here. Has your team handled it the way you would hope they would handle it? Yeah, the thing is, everyone asked me, did they work harder? Did they, you know, what happened when you went back in the gym? But this this team works hard all the time. You know, they're, they're always plugging away. Um, maybe there was a little edge there. You could see... Um, they certainly were disappointed, um, but they also know, you know, no one is um, 
foolproof, you know, so there always can be that moment and um, they're doing everything they can in the gym, certainly to, to position themselves well. I would, well, you tell me, uh, I mean, you want to win them all, right? You, you want to win them all, but from a coaching sure. standpoint, maybe not the worst thing in the world to be able to look at your team and say, see, you're not invincible. Is that, I mean, Yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, when we look, even when we look back on our national championship years, only one of them did we go undefeated. Um, we've we've gone undefeated seven times, and only one time have we won the national championship. So I think, you know, those moments are what inspires you. It definitely, you know, turns a light bulb on in your head. Oh, you know, I, I need to do this a little more. I need to really dial in. So I, I think it's a good thing. You know, it's, it's hard to hear a coach probably say we lost and it's a good thing. <laughs> but um, yeah. like you said, I do. I do think it, it's, um, it's kind of a, you know, a little bit of a, wake-up call, a little shakedown, which is good. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't think any coach goes into a game or a, a meet or anything and says, I hope we lose because my team needs to learn a lesson. But if it <laughs> happens, if it happens, you've got to turn it into a good thing. And uh, oftentimes you'll see teams say that a turning point for them it was was a loss that they had. Not You, you guys don't need a turning point, but maybe it'll end up being a good thing. How are we doing on the health front going into this weekend? Um, really good. You know, the number one thing we're trying to keep our eye on is um, fatigue just because of that last weekend, you know, being tough. And I know senior night is always emotionally hard um, for these women. So, um mostly keeping our eye on that as far as injuries we're we're looking really good we've you know certainly had a couple here during the season but i think as healthy as we've been in years past if not healthier arizona state's been putting up some big 197s i know so this is uh this is going to be no layup for you guys on sunday night oh no not at all they they beat utah um at their place which is a huge win for their program, Um, Utah often being the Pac-12 champion or the regular season champion. So that was a big win for them. It also tells us how strong they are. They are a veteran team. They have have a lot of veterans on this team. So they know what they're doing. They're they're very comfortable out there. There's not a lot of glitches in their gymnastics. So this is going to be a tough one. And you can see they're really, like, rising here at the end of the season – if I were to pick one team that's really kind of elevating right now, I would pick Arizona State. So um, they're going to be they're going to be tough to beat. There's no doubt. What's their best event? Oh gosh, mm, bars. I'm going to say bars is their best yeah. event. Their head coach, um, Jay Santos, is their bar coach, and it's been their best event consistently all year. Tell me about this senior class and you know, what they have meant to your program that you'll be honoring on Sunday night? Oh, gosh. (laughs) So hard to put that into words. I know coaches have, you know, such a hard time, you know, (sighs) describing what these women do um, for their teams. But, I mean, I'll start with Jenna just because, you know, a local athlete, someone who kind of started our local run with a lot of our um, Oklahoma athletes that are on our team, kind of, in my opinion, inspired a lot of them to come to Oklahoma. Um, she was a national beam champion before she came, but 
Um, she's just gotten better and better, more reliable, more dependable, more consistent as she's gone through her career. Um, she is just the most even-keeled, um, calm competitor I think I've ever worked with on Balance Beam. She just, nothing phases her. Um, she has zero anxiety. She just goes and does what she does every single day. And this is someone who's also so detail-oriented outside of the gym. She's a creature of habit. She's a, such a good student, incredible student, wants to be a doctor, you know, um, and, and has had exceptional grades. Like, if there were ever someone who was absolutely hands-off, self-sustainable, it's Jenna. <laughs> You know, from a coaching standpoint, she's just been a dream. And then, um, you know, you have Olivia and Allie who are in their fifth year. And Olivia, we all know, is this um, testament of perseverance and mm-hmm. um, this incredible person who can just face adversity left and right and, you know, hurdle over it, which not everyone can do. And even this year when I really felt like retirement was her best option, she just told me where to put it, right? <laughs> And, and look at and look at what she's doing. Like I'm a little embarrassed that I was concerned about her continuing on because um, she has really, you know, showed me. So and and our whole staff. Like we should have known better, but we didn't. We were, you know, obviously we're always trying to protect our women and um, you know look at their best interests. But I mean, she knew what was best for her, I guess. So um, she's just incredible. Um, really a grateful person, a great teammate, a good leader. Um, We're definitely going to miss her, but I think she'll be hanging around Norman, getting her master's and, and maybe just spending some extra time here in Oklahoma. Um, Allie, who again is in her fifth year, don't know anyone who loves gymnastics more than Allie. She, or vault, you know, vault is never somebody's favorite event, almost never. And Allie, it's her favorite event times 10. Her and Lou have a really good relationship. Um, Again, what an incredible student, but what a, what a story of like, kind of like a fairy tale story. This is an athlete who didn't have a lot of offers other places um, and kind of came on in her senior year. We had a scholarship available and we went after her because vault was, so strong for her and she she didn't think she'd ever have that opportunity here and she said you know when I was interviewing her for her video she said this is just a dream come true and a lot of people didn't think I could do it and she's look what she's done you know just just a super passionate um, young woman started gymnastics at a very like an older age compared to everybody else and um, perhaps that's why she loves it so much (laughs) Um, she has probably spent six less years than the other three women in our senior class. And then finally, Reagan Smith, just, I mean, this is your, you know, Olympic alternate. This is the person who walks in with, you know, medals hanging around her neck and has a resume 10 pages long and, and how humble she is, you know, and how, what a hard worker she is. You know, sometimes if you get that athlete with all those accolades, they think there's something. And Reagan. Yeah. Megan certainly has confidence, but I'll tell you, she she never, ever takes it for granted. She's always pushing in the gym, working just as hard as the person beside her. Um, and I think that says a lot about her character, just, um, just a really humble individual. And again, like all these women, I think, uh, really love gymnastics. You know, it, it's their passion. So their next step in life, you know, 
watch out because they're going to be yeah. pouring all that into something else. <laughs> I don't. I don't think Reagan's a senior. I. I I feel like she just, we were talking about this hotshot freshman like six months ago coming in, and it's amazing how fast, how fast it goes. You mentioned your crowds have been great this year. They really have. The Lloyd Noble Center has been on fire, and you really would love another one Sunday night, I know. Four of our top six attendants ever have come from this year. That's you know, great. so th- that's pretty incredible. It's a it's a big um, coup for our marketing department and what they've done, but certainly also for our team and how they position themselves and, and and for the production of the event. Our events management crew. I mean, you come to those meets; they're fun, they're active, um, they're competitive. Um, it's just incredible to watch. I hope everyone will come out. I know it's spring break this week, but what a great way to kick off your spring break with your family and and bring everybody out on Monday afternoon and and uh, say goodbye to our awesome seniors. Arizona State and the Sooners coming up on Sunday at uh, 145. Coach, good luck. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Toby. That's K.J. Kindler. It's the uh, home finale. T.J., please try to disconnect before they hang up so we don't get that big clump on the air, okay? My apologies. I can show you how to, very fast. I can show you how to do that sometime when I'm in studio. <laughs> Uh, Arizona State, the home finale. But they will be back for regional. Uh, it's not the last time you'll see them in the LNC. It's just the regular season. The uh, NCAA regional will be in Norman this year. All right, when we come back, Skip Johnson going to join us live here in Houston. His team getting set to open a weekend series against the Cougars down here. We'll talk to Skip coming up next. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. So you coaches interview is brought to you by the Landers Auto Group of Norman. Landers Chevy at I-35 and Ed Noble Parkway and Landers CDJR at 481 North Interstate Drive next to Walmart. Get inside, get inside, take shelter. Baseball tonight opens a three-game series at Houston. And we are joined now by Sooners head coach Skip Johnson. Good morning, coach. Morning. How are you today, sir? You ready to play tonight? Doing good. I just found out Lionel Rich and Earth, Wind & Fire in concert and trying to order tickets. Where at? Uh, I don't know where I'm end up going. I don't want to. Co- I, I mean, it's got to be somewhere close to Oklahoma. They're not coming to Oklahoma. Probably right. Dallas. Okay, very good. I would love to see you at a Lionel Richie Earth, Wind, and Fire concert. Are you a sing along oh, kind of a guy at a concert? Oh, uh, sing a song, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. All right, very good. Boogie Wonderland. <laughs> yeah, but like if you're at a concert, you sing out loud. You know, get on your feet, sway, all that kind of stuff. I don't get too emotional there. I try to be a first responder than a reactor. (laughs) Gotcha. Okay. Uh, You're coming off a couple of midweek wins over UNLV. Uh, The one on Wednesday, Coach, down 6-1, to rallied to win. That was a good comeback win. That had to show you a little something about your team. Yeah, it was good. I mean, uh, um, 
our innings are kind of turning into, you know, uh, one of those bad innings are turning into not three or four, but five. And I don't like that too much, but uh, uh, we got to figure out how to assess the situation, calm ourselves down, and and uh, uh, figure out a plan, a course of plan to, to navigate our way through it. But, um, yeah, I was really – how we responded uh, going from that point forward, you know, after that was really good. I mean, we got some guys on base, uh, got some big hits, big moments, and uh, it was really good for our club. Sounds like you might have a little bit of an injury situation going into this weekend. Oh yeah, we've had an injury situation going the last two or three weeks, but uh, um, yeah, I mean, going in, Wallace has got uh, a little small fracture in his scapula, so we have to move some guys around. Um, Will Carson's building back up uh, from his uh, impingement, um, and so you know, trying to build back up is. It's always a difficult situation. You just got to be able to next man up and and uh, you know try to figure out a plan going forward. If we basically what I said earlier, if you if we react on it and, and instead of just try to figure out a plan, we're we're going to go the opposite direction. And and kids today, I mean, they're, you're just trying to figure out a plan as much as you can. Like, hey man, you're going to throw this inning and this inning, or you're going to play right here. You're going to do that. I was really proud of our uh, uh, guys off the bench on on Wednesday as well. Have you been given any kind of time frame on on Wallace Clark? How long he might be out? Uh, this weekend for sure. They said maybe ne- he'll be- might be able to go next weekend. Uh, he got hit by that pitch on Sunday uh, in the scapula. So I mean, I mean, I could tell he was kind of grimacing on Tuesday a little bit, and it kind of, we kind of started DH and he. And uh, uh, then just shut him down. I mean, he just couldn't take it, take the pain anymore. But uh, uh, it's a sad deal, you know. I mean, it happens. You you mentioned Will Carston. Uh, the plan is though to to start him on Saturday. He is back this weekend. No, he is not back. We're not going to start. We're going to bump up Dalpit to Saturday and trust Jamie Hill on Sunday. Okay, interesting. Um, Kale Davis. He's going to get the ball tonight. What have you thought of, of Kale so far this year? Uh, just kind of waiting on him to come out and compete. You know, I mean, he has a will. Like, uh, uh, I mean, his that's that's his best gift is his will. I mean, he has a strong will, and, and when he just goes out there and doesn't think and just competes, you know, it's a new role for him. I mean, even though he might be a little bit older, he's closed for three years or two years, and it's a new role for him. But he's just got to go out there and just compete, not think about all the other things that happen. Just compete, man, and whatever happens, happens. And and if he'll if he'll do that, he has that strong will. We've seen it. I mean, he beat us on Sunday. So and that's my that's my challenge to him. I mean, I told him yesterday is like we're sitting out there practicing. I mean, you got just go compete, man. Have a strong will, and and whatever happens, happens. I mean, we we'll, we can't be perfect in this game. If we lose, we lose. Who cares? Just throw the ball to target. Is him being a starter, was that his idea? Was it your idea? Is that one of the reasons he came to OU? How did that all come about? Well, he wanted to start. I mean, that's one of the reasons, uh, uh, you know, he left there. Uh, he wanted to start, and we had a need for it. And, and he did pretty good all fall. I mean, you know, he's got to continue to get better. But, I mean, I think he could start. I mean, that's – that's kind of who he is. I mean, he's physical. 
He's strong. He's a strike thrower. Those three, three pitches for strikes. I mean, you know, you look at that deal. Most of your relievers are, are uh, uh, guys that are, you know, have maybe one, maybe two pitches, uh, and they're got a little funky delivery, and and uh, uh, they're just he has that he has that will to pitch in that row, and and it, maybe it's something he's continued to figure out, and and uh, um, I'm just ready for him to just go peak compete if he if he just goes out and throws just one inning and that's the only inning he gets to throw then so be it you know i mean yeah really you mentioned jamie hit will get the start on sunday i would think you have to be encouraged by what you saw to him in the midweek yeah i wanted to run him back out there as fast as possible you know it's uh, it's pretty amazing as as we are coaches and what our what, what our role is as a coach is you know, I talked to him a little bit about the start against uh, uh, Mississippi State, and he's like, "Man, I feel really felt, felt really rushed." And I'm like, "Yeah, you you are." He's like, "We need, you know, trying to assess the situation and figure out a plan for him." And he goes, "I just didn't feel comfortable. I felt really rushed. I got to do this. I got I got to do that." I said, "No, look, man, you got to feel uncomfortable. You got to feel comfortable in uncomfortable situations." That's what you have to – we've got to practice feeling uncomfortable because that's what it is most of the time when you pitch. And so uh, uh, we kind of practiced it this week, and I wanted to get him back out there, and he was a little bit better. And so, uh, you know, I, I wanted to get him out there, get that back, get that taste out of his mouth, get it back out there, have some success, and get him out of there. And I thought he was really a lot better on Tuesday. How have you uh, – how do you feel the – pitch calling device has been going so far this year uh off and on's good i mean it's hard to call pitches when when you when some of your guys don't have command and and, i mean it's hard to call pitches period in in, with amateur athletes i mean you don't have you 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 know nothing's perfect you you just got to sit outer half inner half down the middle up down in the dirt you know i mean just like Julian, Julian's a freshman, and he's and he's really good. I think the devices uh, sometimes it gets it in slow, gets it in faster. It, I mean, I think there's some delays in there. It gets those guys kind of they got to they got to stop reacting. They got to like take a breath, you know. And if it, if it happens, it happens. And I, just like most people in the world, if something happens to you, you get embarrassed, and, and then you get afraid to do it. You know, and so you can't be afraid to get embarrassed. That's the thing about why they put a mound on the baseball field. You know why, right, Toby? I don't. Because it's your taller than everybody else on the field. So you got stick. You stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah. So uh, uh, you got You got. You're taller. You're on the king of. The, you're on the king of the mountain. You're the orchestra leader. You start the. You start the pitch. You're the orchestra leader. You start the pitch, and everybody else is in rhythm with a pitch. And so you got you got to get out there and you can't you just gotta throw it in there and not care about the outcome. Like just because the only thing you can control is throwing the ball to target. And so when you're in there and you, it's like Julian, you get it he, he goes in there and throws a pitch and he's got two really good change ups and then the next inning he goes out there and you start throwing change ups behind guys you're just you might as well have a cowboy hat over here, you know, calling pitches out of a cowboy hat. He's like, hey, I'm gonna throw this. I'm gonna throw a slider here. Oh yeah, pull the fastball. Oh, I pull the changeup out. You know, that's there's no trick of the trick of the trade, really. You know. 
Do you feel like you have a closer right now, or is that still a work in progress? Oh, I think it's still a work in progress. I think I got four or five closers. Hmm. I mean, I think Car- I think uh, uh, Calhoun could do it. I think uh, uh, um, Weber could do it. I think uh, uh, Atwood could do it. I think uh, uh, um, Carter Campbell. Let's like the other day, they had two left-handers set up, and uh, uh, Carter Campbell got us two outs, and then they uh, it's kind of that's the odd thing too is you're sitting there and the numbers tell you that the he'll get the left hander out and he's better on right handers or you know and all of a sudden the guy flares the ball to left field and we get two outs and and I have to bring in uh, um, Weber to finish the game you know so it's I mean you just got to I think that's the world we're going to live in right now as we go through it until you just find that one guy that steps out there Weber's kind of done it you know. I mean, you think of the success that Pierce had going into last week. You know, he had a lot of success going into last week. We got to get him back out there and keep building that confidence too. That's why I wanted Julian to get in there and get out of there, so he had a little confidence built. Rocco uh, Garza Gongora is hot right now. Really, for the last week, he's he's been fantastic for you. Uh, tell tell us about finding this young man, and then boy, that's a pretty swing he's got, isn't it, Coach? Yeah, it's beautiful. It's uh, uh, you know, he's from Laredo, and you probably know this name, Freddie Benavides. He's the bench yep. coach for the the Reds. He's a good friend of mine, and he called me a couple of years ago, and he's like, uh, uh, he's like, Skip, we got this kid down here, Rocco. He, you know, he's got a good swing. He's he's he needs to keep getting stronger. He's got a good swing. He can really play outfield. And uh, uh, he can really play outfield. He's his first step is really good. It's a, it's an elite level, and uh, um, more of our need is him to play first base right now. So, but I mean, he that Freddie called me and said, you know, Van Hook and uh, uh, at that time Van Hook and me and uh, uh, Overcash going and try to watch him play. And sure enough, you know, it's it, it was a good fit for us. And and I think it's he plays it, you know. It, it's it's like a calm level. It's not too high, not too low. You know, I think that's what really the demeanor and how he goes about his business is. Uh, uh, I think that's that's the unique skill set that he has. Is uh, uh, he doesn't get too emotional. Sometimes you wish they would, but they even kill guys end up playing longer than the guys that are so emotional. What do you think about Houston, Coach? Really good. I mean, I think their their whole entire lineup is uh, uh, is all portal guys. You know, um, it's they're they're good. They're really good. The record might not show it, but they're good. And uh, uh, um, it's going to be a, a great opportunity for our team. Six thirty tonight, game one. Coach, thanks very much. We'll see you out at the ballpark. Sounds good. You guys have a great day. Thanks, Skip. Skip Johnson. Shelfer. Sorry. Get inside. Get inside. Take Shelfer. My bad. Uh, all right there. Well, we learned something, Teach. Will Karsten is not going to go this weekend now. Uh, I don't know if something happened last night or uh, must have felt the twinge or something like that. So it'll be uh, Douthat Saturday and Jamie hit on Sunday. And uh, so there you go. You just like to oh. lie to the people. You, you've you told uh, us one thing this morning and promised us certain things, and then I was hurt I when I heard was. that. 
Yeah, I was surprised when I heard that, honestly. So I have to find out what happened. By the way, I think you've got Skip mad at me over the whole thing last week of him trying to have a conversation. I didn't do it. You did it. I said you rushed me off. I was trying to have a conversation with him. And then he texted and said, I didn't know I wasn't supposed to talk to TJ. So today it was like, hey, coach, how you doing? Good. Yeah. You want to hop in here with Toby? Yes. No no story. He doesn't want to talk to you. No conversation. Skip, you can talk to me anytime. You just have to know. Toby's a diva and very demanding, and as soon as he wants you on, I have got to put you on hold and go to him. So That's right. Yeah. That's right. No, here's a no doubt. He's extremely upset with you. <laughs> very no st- doubt about very it. Very stern with me this morning. I felt like I had thrown <laughs> a bad pitch. Well, now he's going to be mad at you for calling him stern with you. <laughs> you just dug the hole deeper. I don't know if there's any comeback on this relationship, honestly. 8.35, we'll be back. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call Coach, uh, Coach, Teach, we need to uh, we need to do the pet of the week. Calm down, Victor. Calm down. Victor. Pet of the week is always brought to you by We Love Pets. We want you to love pets as much as we love pets.com. TJ, uh, tell us about this week's pet of the week. Brought to you by Dr. Otto, University Animal Hospital, and OKK9 Corral, your doggy daycare grooming resort. Two locations right here in Norman. Introducing Wilbur. Wilbur is the pet of the week. Wilbur weighs 46 pounds, neutered male canine. Uh, actually, it goes in the description here. Uh, adult pit bull terrier, perhaps two years old, they say. Wilbur, perhaps. white in coloring, adorable ears to hear you with. Mm-hmm. Perfect day for Wil- uh, Wilbur would involve taking a leisurely stroll, sniffing all the smells, and yeah. maybe even stopping for some ear scratches along the way. Sounds like my Wilbur. perfect day, too. Wil- Wilbur, uh, <laughs> Wilbur uh, pretty much will tell you, look. The name's Wilbur. I got big old ears, and I'm in charge. You see, you took me out to play. You weren't giving me the attention that I wanted, so I'm going to sit up here on the top of this picnic table, whether you like it or not. You stroll on over. You scratch my ear, or I'm staying on this picnic table. You know how I know Wilbur's a good boy? How's that? There's no leash on him. No leash, no. He's... He's just sitting on that table, posing for the picture, and he's like, uh, you, which way you want me to face? This way? <laughs> picture over here? Okay. How about I sit like this? You like that? He looks very obedient to me. Yes. And he could probably hear me now <laughs> he <can> from, hear <laughs> from Houston with those ears. They, they are, are a characteristic. 
There's yeah. no doubt about it. They're a characteristic on Wilbur. Uh, it kind of uh, Wilbur. No, he he does like it's probably a medium sized dog here from what the looks like. It says forty six pounds, pounds, but he's yeah. pretty lean looking. So um, he stays in shape. He does stay in shape. Looks like he may lift a little out. He likes a leisurely stroll, sniffing all the smells, and would like some ear scratches along the way. So it's a dog that knows what he wants. And he needs a home. He needs a home. He needs a home. If you somebody out there would like to adopt Wilbur, what do they do? uh, Contact the Norman Animal Shelter. Uh, their address is 3428 South Jenkins Avenue, right here in Norman. You can call for an appointment, 405-292-9736. And as always, our Pet of the Week brought to you by Dr. Otto, University Animal Hospital, and OK Canine Corral. Well, DJ, I fear that you're going to have very little interest in the NCAA tournament this year because not only are the Sooners not dancing – your North Carolina Tar Heels are not dancing either. There have been very few brackets filled out by me in the last 20-plus years of being at this station for bracket challenges that I do not have North Carolina advancing way further than they should even in down years. Like yeah. this year, I would have penciled them in for the uh, Elite Eight at least. At least. Um, you're right. I don't like openly cheer for Carolina. I don't have Carolina gear. I've always really liked their basketball program. And for some reason, without doing any of that, my kid is the same way. He loves some North Carolina Tar Heels. In fact, that's one of the two spots that he wants to play collegiate ball if he's lucky enough. He's got a terrible baseball program. So you're right. You're right. Is it no all suitors. Michael Jordan related? For me, it was. Yes. I mean, it was. It was purely Michael Jordan, and then I don't know. I just Dean Smith. I kind of dug him. I know that's a lot of people are like, what? So, but Listen, oh, oh my, Michael Jordan, one hundred percent. Yes. Blake Brewster is a young parent out there. Uh, young parents listening, let this serve as a warning that. You can do irreparable damage to your children through simply influence. And that's been done here. There's no reason in the world Terrible Bronx Perry influence. should like North Carolina at all. There's not. And, and like I said, I don't promote it to him. Like it was, it's not something that I talk about. Besides on this air, when you tease me and stuff, it never gets brought up at home. Like, I don't say, hey, let's watch Carolina tonight. And there's nothing like that. So, you're right. But I don't know how it's happened with him. Well, he's a big Jordan guy, though. For you and Bronx, I think we're playing North Carolina next year in the Jumpman event. I've gotten mixed reports on that. But Coach Moser said we're playing Carolina. So, I think we're probably playing Carolina. But. It'll be a battle of two teams that didn't make this year's NCAA tournament because I don't think they're making it. I don't think Oklahoma State's making it either. I think they had to win last night. I know that uh, Joey Brackett's had them in momentarily, but this morning on SportsCenter he had them first team out, and uh, and that's only going to get added to, I think, when we have some bubble busters out there. 
So I think ORU is going to be the only team in the state of Oklahoma that's dancing this year. So go Golden Eagles. And they uh, nobody wants to draw them right now either. 17 in a row, Max Acemus. Um, They are pain. So, yeah, NCAA tournament. We're going to have to throw ourselves entirely into the bracket this year. I mean, into uh, they, you know our picks because we don't have a team to cheer for, you know? Right. Yeah. You know, I I will be I will be rooting for Purdue to win a national championship. I still got a little lingering um, affinity for the Boilermakers from my high school days. And oh, they were always oh, I teased. See. You're allowed to do something like that, but with me, you just give me a hard time constantly. I'm sorry. Tell us about your high school days in North Carolina. Sorry about that. <laughs> well, what you don't know oh, is yeah, that I lived there listen. for the four, first four years of my life. Oh, I didn't know that. I did not know that. We'll say that I did. Um, it, Purdue constantly made fun of in that state by Indiana fans. Because they've had some good teams along the way, you know, Glenn Robinson at all, but they've never won the whole kit and caboodle, the whole enchilada. And Indiana has five times. So I'd love for Purdue to go win them a title and uh, and stick it in the Hoosiers' face a little bit. But we'll see. They got a chance. They're probably going to be a one seed, I think. All right. Uh, let's welcome in Chris Plank from Mississippi. Is he there yet? Yeah, well, yeah, he's there yet. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is he on today? He is. Uh, so Chris and I, you'll get a TJ and Chris sandwich today. But yes, yes. Delicious. All right. Chris Plank from Mississippi next. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com. It is time for The Crossover with Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. Brought to you by Orthostat. Injuries aren't convenient, but Orthostat is. Orthostat, convenient orthopedic care. Seven days a week, no appointment needed. Now, with the crossover, here's Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. All right, here's what we've got coming up today. Five o'clock tonight, Sooner Women quarterfinals, Big 12 tournament in Kansas City against the 10-seed TCU. That's five o'clock tonight. Baseball tonight, 6.30, game one against Houston down here in H-Town, 6 o'clock pregame. And two games today in Starkville, Mississippi, as we welcome in now Chris Plank. They get Sela and Mississippi State today. And uh, let's find out more about those foes. Good morning, Plank. What's up, Toby? How are you, man? I'm good. How's Starkville? I can't wait to find out. We, uh, we got in a little bit later last night, and um, one of the someone brought up a really good point because I've never been to Mississippi, period. Like, I, I feel like we've driven through it, like on road trips in the past with a family, but I've never been to either Stockford, uh, Starkville or, or Oxford. And so we got a little gap between games, it appears, uh, as long as Mother Nature cooperates. And I'm going to take this campus in. I'm going to go see the dude. Um, yeah. You know, the biggest – 
and most impressive ballpark maybe in the SEC, even though their team's not very good. Or at least it hasn't been that good the last uh, couple of years after the national championship. I'm going to go check out the football stadium, see your booth, see if we can't figure yeah. out how your booth looks going forward. Yeah, I like it's it. It's really cool. Thank you. Yeah, uh, it's really cool. The hotel we're staying in, when you step out the front door, you can see the, the football stadium. So, you know, it's I, I, this is, I would say, gosh, I hope there's no Mississippi State fans in the room next to me. It's probably middle-of-the-road SEC school. Right, so a mid-major, if you will, in the SEC. It's not Georgia, it's not At Alabama, best. it's not what we, yeah, we, it's not what we expect Oklahoma and, and, and Texas to be when they get in here. It's it's kind of like you know middle of the road team, and I want to see what their facilities look like compared to ours. Now we're going to lose in baseball because this is the greatest baseball stadium right in, in, in college baseball right now. But how does it hold up football? What's your basketball arena look like? So I'm going to try to take it all in today, Toby. This is. This is a unique city in, uh, with a unique and passionate fan base and kind of like on a spy mission, if you will, today to learn as much as I can about Mississippi State. I'm intrigued. I can't wait to hear your reports. Where do you fly into to go to Starkville? Uh, it's a good-looking question. We actually chartered for the first time this year, so we flew right into Starkville. Uh-huh. Um, okay. Now, I'll have to ask. We had a crew that did not charter in. Um, but they, I, I, I want to say their drive was only like 40 minutes from the airport. So I'll, I'll do some follow-up reportering on that for you, T-Row. But now it was smooth for us. It was smooth for us. We, uh, in fact, the, the crew that dropped us off had planned to be here the whole weekend, and they said, well, uh, to kind of give you an idea of how wild some of these uh, chartering companies all have it, uh, they said, listen, USF just left, so we've got to leave and go down and get them because they just lost in the American Athletic Tournament. So uh, they literally <laughs> dropped this off and jumped back on board and uh, flew down to pick up USF last night. How good is Southeast Louisiana and Mississippi State today? Yeah, you know, Southeast Louisiana has a nice record. You know, you look at Southeast, uh, what what'd you call it? CELA? Is that what they go CELA. by? I don't know. CELA, okay. Uh, the Lions, right? Um, they, they played a game here last night against, Mississippi State in lost in what was a, a, a pretty tight game. Uh, but record-wise this season, Toby, they're 19-3. and three. Uh, Mississippi wow. State, they're, they're, they're pretty good, Mississippi State. If they got some losses where you raise your eyebrow, they're 17-5 and five teams. So I, I don't know what kind of challenge OU is going to get, but, you know, for these teams, they're going to give it all. So I, I can't wait to see OU Mississippi State tonight. And then, you know, we're only three and a half hours from first pitch between OU and Sela. Pre-game at 12-15, right? That's right. That's right. And we'll be uh, over there. We got a little TJ and Plank uh, get together. He's watching the kids for a while while I drive over to the stage. <laughs> All right. Very good. Chris Plank coming up soon. Softball today, 1230 and 6. I got baseball for you tonight, 630 first pitch, 6 o'clock pregame right here on The Ref. Have a great weekend, everybody.